Like there's sometimes literally where I'm like down between it's between me and somebody else where like I don't get out of the bed the next day. Wow. Like all of the anxiety, the you know, the the craziness in your head that you've been building up all of this suspense for two weeks to a month auditioning for this one role, you know, and it's it's with you and you want it and it's almost there and then it goes to the next person. <sighs> Learning how to bounce back from that time and time and time again is a muscle that actors need to learn how to sharpen. My instinct is always that I think the hardest thing for people to do is to always react to someone else's dialogue as yeah. if you're hearing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only way you can get through it is if you know that when you're reading the dialogue, that it's a thought process. But I usually do my titty joke. I say, I say, you look all mean right now, but let me stick a titty to your face. You'll be a baby sucking on it. Every guy looks all innocent when they're sucking on a titty. <laughs> you might be talented, but we on set. I might not like you. You might not like me. So the energy got us for right. So after the audition, I have to interview. You have to either on the phone with you for an hour. We got to go to lunch. Can you yeah. You got yes, the chops. I can. Oh, I so you, got, you got the chops for it? What? Yes, I've been waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. Come on now. You can hold down a Luther note. If I can option it, I would. I, I want to do it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm never backing down. Luther will get you laid, though. That's probably how I got here. So <laughs> That's probably how I arrived on this planet to Luther Vandross. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Colon. I'm the host and the producer of the show, and I am broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has set. And the moonlight is now upon us. Thank you so much for joining me on this broadcast tonight. I want to remind all of you that you can listen to all of the episodes of this podcast if you subscribe to us in iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to me via the contact link on our website over at cinemaafterdark.com. Please make sure you have some skin in the game, though, prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt. We value that for credibility. Also, strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark if you're interested in the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone that this is an information and discussion-based show. We don't censor our guests, and we sure the hell don't censor ourselves. So please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed on the show may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got a cool guest tonight, an actor by the name of Cleo Barry, and God, you've probably seen him on TV. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Barry. At the ripe age of 18, Cleo Barry moved from his hometown of Little Rock, Arkansas, to attend the American Musical of Dramatic Academy in the Big Apple. He graduated with a focus on musical theater. However, he soon became enamored with the film and television world and swiftly moved to Los Angeles. You might have seen him on House MD or in the horror film The Sand, currently on Showtime On Demand, or in the indie flick Love Is All You Need, currently on Video On Demand as well. He has reoccurred on School of Rock on Nickelodeon and will be reoccurring in the upcoming season of The Idiot Sitter on Comedy Central. Because of his flair for physical comedy and his ability to create complex characters, Cleo is quickly making a name for himself and building a quite impressive resume along the way. It's a wonderful discussion, a wonderful gentleman here, very talented man. So make that fresh batch of popcorn, sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. 
ladies and gentlemen. We have Mr. Cleo Barry in the house tonight. And my gosh, many of our listeners may have just saw you recently on TV during the Possibly. Super Bowl. <laughs> Possibly. And the Tide commercial spot there with Terry Bradshaw. Right? It was so funny. So good. I loved it. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Man, well, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I want to thank you for coming on this podcast and hanging out with us this evening. Oh, please. My Thank God. you for the invitation, man. Oh, salute to that, man. It's it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to uh, have you on the program, sir. You're really doing some awesome, awesome stuff. And uh, <laughs> God, there's a lot to discuss. So, you know, we'll start with your backstory. I want to give our listeners some context. You know, okay. where were you born and raised? And, you know, how did you get started in this whole entertainment thing? Well, I am originally from Little Rock, Arkansas. And, you know, it's in the South. It's a, you know, kind of like a smaller to mid, you know, state capital. So it was packed full of, you know, theater and, you know, repertory and weekend and community. Yeah. And so I got my start there. I've gone to a, an art school since elementary school. And in elementary school, my music teacher, Miss Hansen, was Nancy in a production of Oliver at a dinner theater. And they took our class to see her. And I kind of fell in love with it. I saw all the other little kids there, you know, acting in the show. And I was like, I can do this. I want to do this. <laughs> and, and I went back to school and was like, hey, you know, how can I get involved? And she kind of, you know, squared me and my mother away and told us to go here and get this education. And so by the grace of God, you know, a year later, I started acting professionally in repertory theater around the city in the biggest theater. And from there, it's just been uphill, wow. you know, trying to, you know, make my dreams come true. That's fantastic. Were you nervous at first? Like, did you know you wanted to do this kind of thing professionally? Wasn't there any type of hesitation there? Or once you started, were you kind of just all in after that point? There was no hesitation for me, none at all. But there was hesitation for my parents. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of set my mother down when I was 10 years old and was like, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm passionate about. And she had the courage to say, okay, let's go. Oh, wow. So she let me lead and I would look for auditions. I would look for, you know, people who can help management or competitions, national competitions, and we'd go and she'd drive me there or we'd get someone else to, you know, carpool and we'd go make those things happen. And I would win awards and, you know, she became a little bit more like, okay, so wow. you know what you're doing, people are looking, so let's keep on going. My so that's, that's yeah. fantastic. So you had her yeah. support and uh, that had to be huge huge yeah i mean you know i find this kind of interesting cleo it seems like parents are either all in or they're not in at all or they take some convincing absolutely yeah. even, even among my friends it's like that even some of the parents were like you know gung-ho for it and some parents were like yeah in, in my situation i had one parent that was for it my mother and then i had my father who was very much you know i want you to continue on the football Right. You know, thing in the family and do this. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather play a football player yeah. <laughs> on camera <laughs> than actually take the real hits in real life. Right. Right. And we can make about the same amount of money or more. So Absolutely. I'm going to take that route. Oh, fantastic. And that's what I've been doing. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Now, let's fast forward here several okay. years. And, you know, you're you're kind of doing this Hollywood thing. And I need to ask you, because this is something that actors I think find somewhat complicated and people that are outside of the industry kind of look in and say, you know, how are these folks booking jobs? How are you able to book jobs? You know, do you have an agent or a manager? Are you getting work yourself? What's the method to your madness? 
there is absolutely no way that I can do this alone. Yeah. So I have a fantastic team of people working for me. I have an agent who I've been with for five years or six years, probably six years. I got him the year after I moved to Los Angeles and we've been working together, just building up, you know, up the ladder since then. And I have a fantastic manager who, you know, brings so much joy and life to my my days and, you know, encouraging me to go forward and to try different things and, you know, fall on your face and get back up and learn from it. Wow. And then I have a wonderful uh, commercial agency who is, you know, working their butts off for me right now. So I am well taken care of and absolutely happy, oh, you know, having a team. And it also helps that you have family members who support you too. It's not just your business team. It's also the village, your tribe of people oh, who are yeah. pushing you on. So right. I, I'm well-rounded in that. Right. Respect. Yeah. Was it your success back home that kind of drew that attention towards you so that folks would represent you? I would say it really started after we went to compete for a national competition. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was called the NBA Expo or something like that in Texas or somewhere like that. Yeah. When I was 17. And I was kind of like, whoa, there's like a lot of people who are wanting to do this. And out of all of those people, I won best male commercial. Oh my. And then all of the people there, all of the agents and managers took meetings with me and were like, if you ever move to New York City or LA, we'll represent you. There's a market for you. I know you want theater, but film and TV is where you should be. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of people like you. And I kind of listened at 12 years old and was like, okay. So I started curving my interest towards film and TV and oh. away from theater. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You still doing any theater work? You know, when you can? None, man. Yeah. I moved from New York City here about seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. And I did a couple of tours before I came here and, you know, theater and all that stuff. I loved it. I got my training in theater and musical theater from yeah. the American Musical and Dramatics Academy. But after doing it for two or three years, I was like, it's not for me. Mm, the repetitiveness yeah. of it is mm-hmm. I just can't deal with it. I like fresh new. I like doing a new take and trying something different with the director or the actor. Oh yeah. And it's just not possible in theater, but okay. I do look forward to doing it. You know, when I'm in the fifties. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, is there anything about this industry that you've learned throughout the years that you wish you kind of would have known, you know, say seven years ago? People are here to help. Oh, nice. Right. When I first got here, I came with a, you know, a, a ton of talent, a ton of dreams and a ton of anxiety, yeah. you know, not, <laughs> not, not knowing if the doors or the window would be open to someone like me. And it has been, I've had to work my butt off for it, but I found so many people along the way who go, I see you, Yeah, you're doing your thing. Let me help. Oh, nice. nice. And I've had that along the way. So I would tell myself, don't be so, you know, in your head and have so much anxiety and it'll happen. Right. That's what I wish I, I could tell myself before I came here. Oh, salute to that. Now, yeah. I want to talk about roles for a second, generally speaking, okay. and we'll talk about the more specific uh, soon here. But I read in the DailyMail.com that oh, gosh. you shed a tear after seeing an <laughs> ad of yourself as an amputee. I was like, oh my, but I saw the ad, man. I saw that ad and I was like, oh, oh. yeah, it was, <laughs> I was a thirsty young actor right. 
trying to get exposure any way that I can. And I did one of those, you know, photo shoot things where they pay you a stipend or, you know, four or $500 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I didn't realize that they can take those photos and do whatever they want to. <laughs> and, you know, fast forward five years and someone bought them, you know, New York City bought them and put me up on ass and changed everything around. And it was kind of like, yikes. Yeah. This is literally happening. Yeah, it's no joke. But it also told me something. It taught me something, whether I wanted this industry or not, I was going to get it. Yeah. Like it was kind of like a bad way to get <laughs> the attention, <laughs> but or not bad. It was just like, you don't want it that way, but right. it happened and you move on, you know, yeah. you learn not to do that again. All you other actors out there, don't ever do that again. Don't sign <laughs> anything away for any reason for anyone. Uh, um, yeah. It's kind of like a bittersweet thing, though, that ad probably led to more opportunities and uh literally crazy. three days after it came out i was sitting in the office of a, one of the top talent managers in hollywood oh my and yeah so it was bittersweet and i was shooting a movie the lead of my first movie in los angeles right like two weeks later so it was bittersweet but you gotta take the losses with the gains and right. literally what it is yeah, yeah. Pun, pun intended there though <laughs> You were like a legless. I was like, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It taught me so much. Stuff. I'm telling you, it taught me a lot. Right. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Now, is there a role that sticks out as one of your favorites that you've uh, played recently? Recently? Yeah. Or, you know, in the past, anything that kind of sticks out where you got to really flex those acting chops or something that, you know, memory or something like that, that, you know, you're like, I really enjoyed that role. There's so many of them. I'm trying to yeah. think of one right now. There's this uh, little indie called love is all you need oh yeah i want to talk about that too by the way yeah, yeah playing that character it was the first time when i left an audition i had to go to my car and cry wow, wow. like there were so many emotions behind that character yeah and i wanted it so bad so okay good, um that's good. the one that stood out the most it wasn't a lead yeah in a film you know have leads it wasn't the lead it was a kind of small supporting i didn't work too many days oh cool but cool but that role, it just really resonated with me. It yeah. resonated with so many things that are happening with fraternities and sororities and yeah. just crazy stuff in the world right now that yeah. it stuck with me. Relevant. Yeah. yeah, we're going to pause that. I'm going to leave our listeners on a little suspense because I do want to talk about that shortly okay. and about what that experience was like for you. But that's cool that that was one of your favorites. That filmed it pretty well, too. But we'll come back and chat okay. about that a bit. Now, is there a character role that you wanted to play? but you haven't had that opportunity to play that character yet. Mm. You know, is there anything that sticks out you want to do, you know, maybe Luther Vandross. Oh, nice. The Luther Vandross story. I could see that, man. Can you sing? Yeah. You got yes, the chops? I can. Oh, I so you got, you got the chops for it? What? Yes. I've been waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. Come on now. You can hold down a Luther note. If I can option it, I would. I, I want to do it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. That's a story that needs to be told too. You hear that? Right? folks? You hear that filmmakers out there? <laughs> this gentleman, he says he's got the chops to carry it. I mean, Luther, I mean, you can. I'm never backing down. Luther will get you laid, though. A lot of people. That's probably how I got here. So <laughs> that's probably how I arrived on this planet to Luther Vandross. Uh, hilarious. I love that. <laughs> that is good stuff right there. Now, right? <laughs> now, what's been the most difficult part of your journey thus far and rewarding? Because obviously, you know, this industry's got some ups and downs and it'd be cool mm -hmm. to kind of get a perspective of like what some of your difficult parts have been and you know what's been really rewarding the difficult parts about the business something that no one really tells you about is that once you move up and you're going out for the series regular roles for the leads in the movies and you're against people who have 
names or faces in the industry, you go through so many auditions for those roles and they become a part of you. So when you lose them to someone else, it kind of like there's sometimes literally where I'm like down between it's between me and somebody else where like I don't get out of the bed the next day. Wow. Like all of the anxiety, the, you know, the, the craziness in your head that you've been building up all of this suspense for two weeks to a month auditioning wow. for th- this one role, you know, and it's, it's with you and you want it and it's almost there. And then it goes to the next person oh, learning brilliant. how to bounce back from that time and time and time again is a muscle that actors need to learn how to sharpen mm. uh, before they get there. Yeah. So that was a learning experience for me. Wow. Just to interject here, because that's fascinating, because you never really see, and especially I think those on the outside looking in, because for me, as a filmmaker and a director, cast folks, I'm always aware of that. It's hard to tell people no, especially when they're so damn good. But right. there may be something that just feels a little bit better uh, or works a little bit better or whatever it may be that makes you go another route. Uh, right. You never hear that as an as an actor, you know, what that's like, what that feeling's like, what that emotions are like, or what goes through your head. So it's interesting hearing your perspective. It's tough sometimes. And that's, and honestly, when you're on set and you talk to actors who are series regulars now, like sometimes I'm on set and I'm talking to the actors who are the leads of the shows, those are like our war stories, you know, that we bring those out of the war chest, you know, and we talk about those in between breaks and stuff like that. Uh, But no one really tells people coming up about that. And I think that's what makes so many people leave or get out of the industry because of the nose you kind of have to accept them you kind of have to make them a, a badge of courage for yourself mm, right. um yeah were you able to build your character and just in terms of how you uh really handle that psychologically uh, now, over time? right now yeah i am a well-oiled machine now salute to that <laughs> right i mean sometimes yeah. i had a breakdown about two weeks ago but yeah. that was like one of the year yeah i think it happens though with the creative world we just it's tough it's no joke it's no joke no matter what side of the uh, industry you're on it's it's no joke it's uh it isn't but it's life Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful and if you're able to chase your dreams and make a living out of it and not be homeless in los angeles i salute you right you know that's a wonderful thing that's real talk too that's right that's not no joke people think it's a cliche or whatever you know i see folks all the time living out of their cars and absolutely right it's no joke out here what's uh, been you know the most rewarding parts knowing that what i told my parents i was going to do at 10 11 12 years old i'm still doing and at a bigger and better level that i imagined I originally wanted theater. So for my parents seeing me do film and TV and me telling them, Hey, I'm guest starring on, you know, school of rock, yeah. you know, Sunday, make sure you watch, or I have a Super Bowl commercial coming out. Make sure you watch, you know, these are things that they're doing anyhow. And now they have to remember, Oh, my child is mm-hmm. in this. So that's the, the good thing. Right. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. Did it get excited when I see you? Absolutely. Man, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, we're small town folks, so I don't know anybody who was yeah. an actor. I don't know anybody who was a singer. I don't know anybody who did anything with arts. Yeah. You know, this it just doesn't happen yeah. there. So it's a it's it's different for them. I love that. You're setting trends, man. Love that. Hey, I'm I love doing that. Ever since the photo scam in New York City, I've been setting <laughs> trends. <laughs> uh, good deal. Now I gotta ask you about what you like to watch, you know, 
What in the world is on your screen? Do you have any favorite movies, genres, TV shows? Do you have time to watch TV? Because it's hard for me, even though I like certain things, it's hard to find time to watch stuff. I would say I'm looking at my uh, DVR right now. Yeah. And what's on here is uh, Colony, oh. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Nashville. Yeah, I heard it's great. Obsessed with Scandal. Yeah. Great shows. The 100. Love those. Oh, yeah. yeah love nice. those. As far as films, I'm kind of obsessed with the horror genre. Nice. Good deal. I've been obsessed with horror for ages, okay. for so long. I mean, I start in one called The Sand. It's yeah. on like Showtime and stuff like that right yeah. now. Yeah. That was my first lead in a horror film. And I'm like pressuring my agent to give me another horror film. Okay. Okay. So okay. that's where I'm at right now with that. Yeah. Folks uh, listening might, uh, oh, you know, reach out to this man. <laughs> hey, please do. I'm always trying to. I won't do you wrong. Salute to that. <laughs> Salute to that. Do you want to die in a horror film or do you want to be like the killer? Do you want to be the killer or you want to be killed? I don't want to die at all. <laughs> I want to be the lead black guy who does not die I know, in right? the horror movie. I know we have it rough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been rough these past 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. For black men in horror. But um, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, fantastic. What qualities do you look for in a director? You know, what do you really need to get those creative juices flowing? I'm at a point where I'm not looking for anything for a director. I'm looking for roles. Nice. So whatever Love director that. comes with the role is the director that I'm going to get. So now, who I that. have a good time working with are directors who are specific, but allow enough space for me to interpret the role how I, you know, envisioned it. Yeah. Those are the best directors. You know, directors who will say, do what I want and then we'll do one of yours. I love that. You know, do yeah. a few of mine. We'll do a few of yours. Yeah. Um, I love those directors. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good stuff. Now, before we go to our break, what qualities does a good actor possess? Hootspah, mm. strong will, talent, determination. I mean, it's just yeah. being a warrior, you know, especially if you're coming to Los Angeles, this is the Olympics of acting. Love that. So people are coming from all around the world to get your job, to get this same job that you're trying to go after. They're not even born here right? and they want your job. So I would say you need to have resilience. You need to be determined. You need to be sophisticated enough to know that you need to have a talent, but you also need to know about the business. Yeah. And the business is almost just as much important as the talent is. From what I've come to learn, there's right. so many actors that graduate, you know, their conservatory or their four-year college, and then they go to New York and LA and they're like, what do I do now? Mm, right. You know, that's the business and that's what holds so many people back. So I would say get that knowledge. Those are the things that you need. You need to have the knowledge of the business and as well as the talent. And have a little yeah. swagger, too. I think it's important. <laughs> be yourself. Yeah. I used to say, you know, how do they want this role to be? How are mm -hmm. they envisioning this role? Mm -hmm. And I didn't start booking, you know, at the level that I wanted to until I said, what do I want mm -hmm. to do with this role? Yeah. What does Cleo Berry? How, how do I sit in this? Nice. Let me go put it up for them and leave. Right. And then I start getting work. So, yeah, that's helped me out greatly. Oh, good stuff. Well, Cleo, I think this is a great place here to take a short break and give our listeners a chance to reset. I also want to give you a chance to reset because we've got quite a few things to discuss here, especially regarding okay. your uh, recent work here when we uh, return from the uh, break. Sounds great to me, man. I'm going to get a swig of water. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to we're going to take a short break here, folks, and then we'll come back with more of. 
Cleo Barry after this break. Do not go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing a fantastic discussion with Mr. Cleo Barry, and he so kindly discussed his journey into the film and television industry. I do Mm -hmm. want to switch gears here a bit, sir, and discuss your latest work. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about these six, seven words here. We got a Bradshaw on the loose. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you won't forget that line anytime soon. I will never forget that line. One of my bucket list items came true. That's really cool stuff. And we're talking about this wonderful uh, side commercial that you did for (laughs) the Super Bowl. My (laughs) God, that was a funny commercial though, wasn't it? Thank you. It was. It was. It was fun to shoot as well. Yeah. How did that manifest because I think there might be some folks listening that kind of wonder how you book these commercial jobs. Is that something that you want to do more of? Because you're awesome, man. Of course. I mean, work is work. Whether it's commercials, film, TV, theater, whatever it is, I want to do more of it. Call me. (laughs) But it got started for me because I went to an audition and there were so many other people there, you know, so many different types of people. This wasn't one of those auditions where it's like they know exactly what they're looking for and they're looking for this type. It was like everyone was there. They cast a wide net. You think you know nothing's going to happen. They're not going to you know, probably call me, whatever. I'll just go in this audition and have fun. And I did. And they called me back. And then they called me back again and mm-hmm. auditioned for like four or five different uh, parts in that one commercial. Wow. And yeah, booked it. Oh, so. fantastic. And that was a crazy week because I actually booked two commercials in the one week. So I was like, what? Thank you, guys. What? Hallelujah. Nice. Won't he do it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good deal what are those experiences like on set they're pretty fast shoots it just depends yeah i did a commercial for culligan water Mm -hmm. where i literally came in for 30 minutes Hmm. and i was done yeah i came in sat down on the wall dressed as a football player uh drunk some water and it was done they were like hey you can go home (laughs) nice and that commercial ran for like four or five years yeah. Uh, this one was a little bit more, you know, it was more like a 12, 13 hour day, but it was fun. It was filled with great people who love their craft and love what they're doing and excitement. And because we're doing a Super Bowl commercial. So it was a whole lot of fun. Right. Right. By the way, do actors get residuals for these spots? And there's people that are listening that may wonder that or may have heard that. Yeah. If it's a union commercial, generally, well, I believe always residuals are attached to them. Yeah. Good, good. Non-union, not so much. They're usually a buyout for non-union commercials. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Let's talk about acting a bit here. Let's let's talk about some of the TV work that you've done. School of Rock, you play Randall. And uh, yes. two episodes I know you that don't stop believing. And we are the champions, maybe, yes. episodes. What was that like for you? That's a Emmy-nominated show. Right. It was so much fun. And they've taken, you know, very good care of, of me and trying to help me get work. And, you know, that everyone from the casting director, you know, on up to the executive producers, Wow, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. I mean, 
even the executives, yeah. you know, and Nickelodeon are wonderful people. Like they all really, really, you know, work to get me this job. And I can't thank them enough. You know, hopefully I'll be back this season. They start shooting soon. Yeah, so soon, right. right. Yeah. What's that experience like for you? You know, say you show up on set. Can you kind of give our listeners a little bit of BTS, a little behind the scenes there? Because I'm sure people want to know what you know what it's like being on a TV series, like a set for a show. You know, what's that experience like for you? Generally speaking, I mean, roughly. It's a lot of fun. You're shooting on one of the, you know, major studio lots you know, in the world. And, you know, even just driving on to the lot is like, holy crap, I'm accomplishing something. I'm doing something. And, you know, it's a lot of hurrying up and waiting, reading Mm -hmm. a book in your trailer or (laughs) a lot of making sure lines are right, making sure the laugh jokes are funny, make sure it hits at the right point. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Working with other people who share the same goal as you do to put out great content, you know, and that's the people behind the camera, the people in front of the camera, it's a great, great experience. It's a lot of like-minded people coming together to make something great for, you know, the world to watch. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of support there, right? Absolutely. Tons yeah. of it. Tons of it. And the kids on that show are so smart. Yeah. I was wondering about that. And they're like little mini moguls. They're wow. doing everything in between, you know, they're in, and they're doing school on top of it. It's unbelievable. Their work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah, cool sex story. The set's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about young and hungry. Captain Ooh. Chandler, obviously you played the young and softball episode. How was that? What's that like? What's that whole experience like? For you? <laughs> so much, <laughs> so much fun working on young and hungry. I can't yeah. really talk about that, right. but I will say that, uh, it was a fantastic set to work on and I play a captain of a softball team. Right. And that's about all I can say. <laughs> I will say my cool. one of my scenes is with Rex Lee, and he is absolutely phenomenal, amazing on camera, off camera. He's one funny guy, and I loved working with him because I loved him in Entourage. It's oh, like yeah. one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, it's awesome. So to actually get to work with him was insane. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, funny on set? Absolutely. Like yeah. in between takes, uh, just we, it was, he's amazing. He's really, really funny. Oh my. Now let's talk about the role of Sweaty Phil. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, and Zard Vark, right? That's a. Bizarre Vark, yeah. What was that experience like? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was a whole lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I love working at Disney. Mm-hmm. And that's another show where the kids are absolutely ridiculously talented. Yeah. I had worked with the executive producer on another show and they brought me on this one. And I'm just, you know, grateful, grateful for them trying to give me more work yeah. and, you know, seeing who I am and seeing my talent and believing in it. I got to work on that one with uh, the social media star, Jake Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really cool to work with him. And most of my singer with him, I play like his best friend or something like that. Yeah, super cool. It's cool that you get to yeah. work with kids. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's a trend that'll keep continuing. You know what's so crazy? So I, I wanted to start acting when I was 10. All I ever yeah. wanted was theater. But in the back of my head, it was like Nickelodeon Disney. Like yeah. I can go on there and I can work. Right. And it didn't happen when I was like young, but it's happening when I'm like old. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like crazy. That's yeah, interesting. Like, you take it when you can get it and how you can get it. You know what's interesting? And this is something I've always thought was fascinating about the industry. As a man of color in the industry, mm-hmm. do you find that you get 
more unique work as you age? Mm. Different types of roles, too. I would say because I'm a fat black man, I get different kind of roles because I have friends who are skinny black men and they get the stereotypical sort of roles. Yeah. Uh, I get to think outside of the box. I get to be an every man and I get to do so many things like yeah. I cry in a lot of projects that I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> you know, like most black men, you don't see them do- being like that in, in shows and stuff. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. And movies. And I get to be funny and I get to do so many crazy, crazy, crazy things because, you know, I'm a big guy. So it affords me a different opportunity, different, you know, yeah. road to travel down, yeah. you know, and I get to cross over, like they might be looking for, well, in the past, they might've been looking for, you know, Caucasian big guy or, you know, John Candy type or this sort of type. Right. And I would book those roles over uh, everyone else. Interesting. So yeah. I know for some reason I, I get that. I don't know. It works out that way for some reason. Yeah. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Are you comfortable in that space? I'm comfortable in whatever space they put me in as long as I'm acting. Salute to that. And I'm getting to, you know, do a really, really cool character. Yeah. 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 It's not about that. It's about the opportunity and bringing some life to whatever opportunities you get. I, I love that. Yeah. Mentality. Cause I'm on a different tier right now. Maybe yeah. when I move up, you know, I'll be able to focus more on what do I want to do right now? What is my heart compelling me to do right now? I'm trying to build that brand, you know, build up the name, the, the face recognition roles, let them know that I can do as many different things as possible. You know, all the other stuff will come later. Although yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. Very cool yeah. stuff, sir. Now, love is all you need, which you spoke about earlier. You played Walter and that, yes. and that's a drama feature. Now, this film also did pretty well in the festivals. Can you talk about that experience? Can you elaborate on that experience? Because it sounds like a role that you really, really enjoy, too, as well. And obviously, it was a, you know, it was a film role. So, uh, yeah, you know, is there, you can have a different level of um, of love. You know, I know you like to work, but there's some differences <laughs> there, you know, between the two worlds. For me, no. Yeah. For my agents, probably yes. Right. Yeah. I just want to work right yeah. now. I want to work with amazing, amazing, you know, actors and directors who can help stretch my talent and mm, yeah. and help teach me, not in like the teacher student way, but just me learning from them right. how to do my craft better. Right. That's what I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that experience like though on that set? It was great. Yeah. It all started with our fearless leader, Kim Rocco yeah. Shields, How'd you the meet director, uh, through auditioning and booking the role. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, she told me that the casting director told her that immediately when I walked out of the room, the casting director called Kim and was like, hey, he's we have your guy. Nice. And from then on, that was like the first day. She was wow. nothing but open. Amazing. Yeah. You know, she took that set and she made it into something that was very comfortable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allowed us to do our best work. And I hope to work with her again, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was. And there were so many people on that set who were people who I've watched forever yeah. for a very long time and just being around them and seeing how they work their artistry. And that was amazing, amazing, oh, yeah. amazing stuff. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, she's she's probably incredible to work with. Absolutely. Good set, though. It seemed like there's a lot of talented people in that film. Everywhere you looked, there was someone talented. I was like, good God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't uh, we put you in places? That's good yes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really love that. It's uh, fantastic. Now, what's next for you? I know you mentioned sand, obviously, you know, that was another uh, 
project that you did not too long ago. But what's next for you? I'm recurring on the next season of Idiot Sitter mm. on Comedy Central. I just nice. shot my last episode of that. Yeah. Can't tell you too much about it. Right. At all. It's not even up on IMDb yet. So (laughs) I can't tell you too much, but I will be on there this next season. And I have two other movies coming out. One called uh, Take Down the House. I shot that with some really, really cool people about four years ago. Yeah. And I have another one called, actually, I can't even tell you about that one. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. But But be on the lookout for some. Okay, cool. We'll bring you back whenever that drops and get an update for you on that. But that one is a horror film. Oh, my. The one that I can't tell you about is a horror. It's a follow-up of a horror film in the past. Nice. Nice. Love that. Leaving us with a little suspense there, sir. (laughs) You know, I try. I try every once in a while. (laughs) Now, I've got to do something, uh, speaking of suspense, that I do to all of my guests, that I've just got to do this to you, especially since you left us hanging there, you know, following the Hollywood rules, blah, blah, blah. You can't tell us this. Okay. Well, you know what, Cleo? I'm going to do something here to you that I do to all of my guests, and I'm really, really excited about doing this to you because it's something that you'll either hate me for or, (laughs) well, I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to give you – it's one of these types of things that I've – I'm going to send you an invitation. I'm giving you a verbal invitation to decline – participating in this but it's something i've got to do to you and i'm okay. just going to give you a second here just a let's let it sit in just a second here since you left us with a little suspense i'm going to do the same here you know just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and uh are you ready for it i mean you know i've got to do this but i, I just hey i was born ready man I was oh born ready. my goodness you just jump right in here very confident I, I'm, I'm, hold on a second here i'm going to give you <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple more seconds to let it know okay, our listeners. Really? Yeah, I'm going to. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not listen. so confident now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you seriously want to go forward with this? You got to do what you got to do. I love that. Well. <laughs> what? Cleo, <laughs> Cleo, this is the part of the show <laughs> where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. Now. Okay. I've got to ask you a fun fact. And this can't be any fun fact. This has got to be something that people don't know about you. I know I kept don't you. Know about I did, me. did all that suspense for this, right? How oh, ridiculous, isn't that? Isn't that ridiculous? I'm not <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, the uh, the floor is yours, though. I'm going to put you on the spot. A fun fact, something that people don't know about you. So you know, anybody don't listening know is going to be like, oh, yeah. Something fun that you don't know about me. Yeah. Uh, Anything you want to share? I uh, love giving back. Oh, 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 you have to elaborate on that. (laughs) I love helping the next actor. I will give him as much information as I can on social media. Yeah. I will help them out with as many connections as possible because I always wanted that when I was coming up. Nice. So I try my best to do that. I will probably regret saying that if I get a lot of stuff on social media from it. But your inbox is blowing up now. Probably just saying <laughs> that they can't say that on there. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Awesome! Yeah, that's fantastic. It's cool that you are uh, open to that. We need more folks like that in the industry. I'm really wired the same way. I think that takes a special type of individual. So that's really uh, admirable. I really same to you. That's, same to you. A salute to that. 
some people are just wired differently and it's refreshing whenever you come across individuals like that so that's a cool fun fact i appreciate you sharing that that's I am refreshing. That's going on the resume. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Uh, now, I've got to ask you something, sir. If you weren't doing this acting thing, what in mm-hmm. the hell would you be doing right now? Politics. I'd be a senator oh. from the great state of Arkansas. Oh, my. You'd be in this. This is crazy, isn't it? The world, what's going on right now? My God. I would be right next to, to Tom Cotton yeah. as a senator oh, trying my. to bring peace yeah. In middle America. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's a crazy world we live in. It's crazy, but this too shall pass. Yeah, I hope so. That's how I'm looking at it. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So you could do it. You could sit up there and take the heat that comes with that kind <laughs> oh, of... Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I went to Boys State for politics in 11th grade. Love that. I have followed it very closely ever since. Yeah. It's something that I even have thought about doing, you know, the next couple of years. Nice. Good. Yeah, it's very important to me. You are a wise man for that. I think it's very, very important to be involved in like the political atmosphere nowadays, especially got to be. Yeah, yeah, with so many things changing or possibly changing, it's bizarre. Uh, to sit on your butt and not do anything is the wrong thing to do. Right. You know, right. you've so got to be present. You've got to be in it. You've got to, you know, root for what you want in life and what you know the best things for others in life. You got to go out there and, and speak. Right. Peace. That is. And that's how I am. Oh, right on to that. That is well, well yeah. said. Would you play a uh, politician in a film? Absolutely. I can't wait. <laughs> I absolutely cannot wait. Uh, that's a good deal. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. He threw me for a loop with that. I love that. That's good. That, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That, uh, <laughs> it's cool to hear that. You know, it's cool to hear that. Well, it's cool to hear that you, you know, are into politics. I am too. I'm, I'm always watching political shows, and particularly in the evening times, which either leads to two things me getting fired up or depressed. So, <laughs> yeah, you can, it you can, happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. Oh, Absolutely. goodness. I tell you what, but um, that's a pretty cool, uh, it's not even a fun fact. That's actually a pretty good life fact there as well. So, you like poli sci classes, things like that? I wouldn't say I like them. I don't really yeah. like any class. I wasn't the class type. They had to take me out of class in, you know, elementary school. Yeah. And then, like, let other people learn because I learned too quick. Mm, and yeah. I would just be in the back singing or, you know, throwing crap or you know being <laughs> you know just being just out of it and yeah. they would like move me to a room with like one or two other people who were smart and like let us do you know yeah. stuff and you so, like you like a good debate love it yeah yeah a good healthy i will debate. bring it every time nice nice when you have family get-togethers uh do you do you all debate do you use your family into you the know politics? what's funny now now this is the funny thing yeah. I'm the quiet one in my family. What? So I'm the one in the corner, like, you know, laughing at everybody. But yeah, there are other people who are much funnier than me, wow. who I feel like should be comedians, who should be doing these things. But, you know, they're me just that. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Interesting. they are absolutely hilarious. I learned from the best. I sat around and watched. Right. Right. And, and learn from them. Yeah. You know what? Though? I'm, I'm similar to you in that regard. I I'm, tend to be a listener rather than a speaker. I tend to listen and and to observe right yeah interesting okay now is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening to this podcast who may want to do what you're doing right now maybe they don't have the resources maybe they don't have the courage sir maybe they just cannot find the guts to do this thing is there any advice you would give that individual put one foot in front of the other and go 
Right. I mean, I come from Little Rock, Arkansas. This isn't there. You know, what I'm doing isn't there. I don't come from a rich family by any means. Right. I don't come from a, a line of people that had a lot of dreams. You know, I had to put one foot in front of the other, you know, uh, get this milestone and, and, and move up a little bit here and then, you know, save a little bit to move to yeah. New York City, you know, get those loans to go to school. Right. It wasn't easy. It's not easy for many people. But if your heart is in it, if you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing, you'll make it happen. Yeah. And don't be afraid to get the knowledge. What I was uh, saying earlier about the business, don't be afraid to intern at a talent agency. Don't be afraid to intern at a management company or at a uh, casting office. I interned at a management company for a year and learned so many things. These things are helping everyone else around me. You right. know what I'm saying? But it took me first getting the knowledge mm. and not being afraid to step outside of my comfort zone to go get what I want. Yeah. Um, and advice. that's why I can give it. That's why I can give it back to the next person oh, because I went man. and got it myself. So don't be afraid to step out out there on faith. Oh, and my. even if you fall, learn from that fall right. and do better the next time. Because I've fallen so many times on my face. <laughs> you know, I've had people laughing at me, had to pull mud off of it and right. swing it across. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you take a shower, you get clean, use a little dial soap and move on. A salute to that. I yeah. love that. You're supposed to say Tide, by the way. You're supposed to. I thought you were going to have a Tide. Oh, my in. bad. Tide. Tide. <laughs> <laughs> tide. Yes. But that's seriously excellent. Excellent advice and quite inspiring advice, to say the least. And before we wrap, man, feel free to plug anything you wish. Websites, Twitter, Facebook. How can people you know, stay up to date with what you've got going on. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Cleo Berry, C-L-E-O-B-E-R-R-Y. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as The Cleo Show. That's at T-H-E-C-L-E-O-S-H-O-W, The Cleo Show. Love you can that. also find me on IMDb under Cleo Berry. By the way, The Cleo Show, that'd be a good name for a show right there. Uh, hey, yeah. I'm already happy. It's in my head. Yeah. It's, I'm already working it out. Yes. I'm putting it out there in the universe. That's my way of putting it in the universe. So salute to that. Yeah, there's something yeah. to that, sir. I think there's something to that. Well, uh, thank you, thank you, God. I tell you what, it has been a treat having you on this program. You're somebody that's Yay. ridiculously positive and just <laughs> doing your thing. And I love folks that have made something happen out of nothing. You know, you you know, you don't come from like this massively privileged background or right. whatever. You just had a dream and a goal and you're just making it happen. And I think that's possible for anyone out there, no matter where you're at. You know, this man is from Arkansas doing his thing. I'm from Pittsburgh. We got folks from Ooh. all over doing their right. thing and, and it can happen. The dream can happen. And really, Cleo, don't you agree? I mean, you only live one life. You only live once. Make it the best that you can. Oh, no regrets. So I don't want to wake up that. when I'm 80 and be like, well, why didn't I ask that person out on a date? Or why didn't I do this? Or, no, do it. I love that. That is the truth right there, folks. Right. God, I, I think it might be time to fade out. What do you think? I'm with you. Oh, salute I to am that. with you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Cleo Barry. Make sure you check this man out if you haven't already done so. My Please do. God, he's doing some awesome things. And on that note, we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole and I host this show. Hopefully you are feeling inspired. It's been a wonderful time this evening. 
I want to thank you for listening to this program. Make sure you tell someone how to follow this show on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the program here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Mr. Cleo Berry. What a wonderful discussion that was. My goodness. Make sure you check out everything that he's doing. Most importantly, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Obviously, this podcast does not exist without you listening. So please spread the word about the show. I would greatly appreciate that. And again, thanks for tuning in tonight. With that said, dream big.